0: My friend, welcome to the podcast show Touching People for Heaven with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be something here on this show, in this episode, that you're able to use in your life, the life of your family, and the lives of your friends, and in the lives of people you haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, are we ready? Let's get started. This is episode number 53 and is titled, A Servant of God. It's taken from Titus, the little book of Titus, uh, the first three verses of chapter 1. And I'll read them here in the King James Bible. It's Titus 1, 1, 1 2, and 1, three. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, And the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. Verse 2. And in hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. Verse 3. But hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God, our Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My friend, I thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast show today. This is Preacher John. I'm recording this show in Boulder, Colorado. I am a street preacher, a church builder, founding pastor to Gospel Evangelist Church, based out of Boulder, Colorado, and throughout the state, we're in nine different cities, preaching and ministering. Uh, as the days go by, we're on a dedicated schedule of 33 corners, rotating through it over a six-week period. And uh, through that preaching on the street with my gospel banner and my Jesus saves garb I have on, <laughs> uh, people are drawn to me by the power of the Holy Ghost, and we get to pray with them, build a, fr- uh, build a let's see, build a, uh, what can I say, build a, <laughs> a friendship, I guess you could say, build a relationship, I guess you could say, build something. Uh, that's kind of why I don't put people down when I'm on the street. I love on people. I give them the love of God. I understand that a lot of preachers don't like that who are out preaching on the street. They think I should uh, tell them all their sins and that they're going to hell if they don't receive Christ. And, of course, I do do that, but in a different way and a different manner and a different spirit. But I let them know without any question that if they don't receive Christ as their Savior, they will go to hell and on to judgment, and then if their name is not found written in the book of life, they will suffer the second death, which is the lake of fire. However, when I minister, I minister out of respect for the person, and I minister with the love of God by the power of the Holy Ghost. My reliance on my preaching is zero, My reliance on the Holy Ghost is 100%. Therefore, there is no room for my flesh to take place in the preaching of the gospel while I'm on the street or ministering anywhere in our church or missionary events. I say all that because all too often and continuously now, it seems like every single week now for a couple of few months now, I am... Rebuffed, rebuked, reproved, and all those other R words, <laughs> and uh, trying to get people to, uh, then trying to get me to get into their mold, <laughs> but I'm not that way. Uh, it's probably why I was a trucker for 40 years. I ministered in the trucking business for 40 years, and um, that's where God had me. Uh, when I was home on Sundays, I would minister in our church. I spent you know, a couple decades at the same church, then another five or six years at another church, and then spent five years in ministry training. So I'm well-trained, and I'm well-skilled, and I'm real well-versed in applying the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, too, can say that Preacher John is a servant of God. I do these shows based on our Sunday prayer letter, I write them every Saturday afternoon after spending time with the Lord, and they go out Sunday morning, and they're used for preaching on Sunday. They're used all throughout Monday and Tuesday, and Wednesday we use it for our home church, our house church, Bible fellowship. And then we use it through Thursday, Friday, and uh, those who preach on Saturday, they use the same letter. We all start with the same verses, such as this particular uh, Sunday prayer letter, which will go out tomorrow. Um will be on Titus 1, 2, and 3, Titus 1, uh, verses 1, 2, and 3. And so everyone will preach from that basis, and then however the Holy Ghost leads them, they will minister accordingly, led by the Holy Ghost, not led by Preacher John, not led by any agenda at our church, not led by any agenda even in their own heart or mind, but solely and completely by the Holy Ghost. So I use this Sunday prayer letter as a type of script for our Sunday letter. Uh, Take that back, Sunday letter. That's obviously what this is. (laughs) It is, uh, but let's say a Sunday podcast show or whatever this is called. (laughs) It's called John Shuck is Touching People for Heaven. And that's what I attempt to do on every show, every episode, uh, all my street preaching videos and everywhere I go. I'm constantly looking for ways to touch people. For heaven, to make an impact for in their life for heaven. Not necessary to get them saved because that's their choice and that's God's, but I can sure touch them for heaven. That I can do. So and that's what I focus on. That's what the Holy Spirit has told me over the decades and decades and decades of my ministry is touching people for heaven. So we'll just jump into our letter here. It says the title of the letter is A Servant of God, Titus 1 1. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness and in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. But hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God, our Savior. So I. The letter starts off by saying, Greetings, friend. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us a way to pray to you. Only by the shed blood of Christ are we covered to enter your presence and pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being obedient even unto the cross. We are so utterly grateful and thankful eternally for all that you have provided to your bride, the Church of the Living God. Lord, we commit this prayer letter and this seed message to your glory and give you thanksgiving for showing us all that you want us to know. Holy Ghost, we are thankful and joyous (laughs) that we get to call you our comforter and teacher of the word of truth. In our Savior's name, the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. You know, when we start off in anything we do, We must always start with giving glory to our Father, which is in heaven. We do this by humbling ourselves in prayer. By faith we reach out to our Savior, Jesus Christ, the Mediator of the New Covenant. For there is one God and one Mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all, to be testified in due time. Amen. Oftentimes, we struggle with who we are, and maybe that is why the Holy Ghost is having us in the Holy Scriptures of Titus 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. When we look at our previous Sunday prayer letter, which is titled, Live by His Faith, and that's from Habakkuk 2, 4, we may be able to see what the Holy Ghost is teaching us. Namely, we all must live by faith. If we are to overcome this world, to think that we need not to have faith is foolish. And now, in this Sunday prayer letter titled, A Servant of God, from Titus 1, 1-3, we also must be able to see and understand that the Holy Ghost is teaching us to serve by faith and minister by faith, and also to preach the gospel by faith as true servants of God however I could almost hear people say I thought the Apostle Paul was the servant of God how can I be a servant of God or how or I couldn't be a servant of God because I'm not in full-time ministry and even this God wouldn't call me to be a servant of God because I'm not worthy, right? And still one more excuse that we could hear, if possible. I'm not a servant. I'm a child of God, a saint, a friend of God, an heir with God, a king, a lord, not a lowly servant. <laughs> Did you hear the spirit in that last question or statement? Yeah, that's what I thought. I've heard it many times said that way, too. <laughs> it just, uh, I don't say much. I say, well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let the Holy Ghost do the, uh, do the work in that, that uh, instance. So here are the scriptures for our letter today. As you know, we only use one English translation of the Holy Bible. That Bible is the King James Bible, authorized 1611, the Holy Bible. It's commonly called the King James Version or the KJV. Amen. Titus 1, verse 1. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. Titus 1, 2. In hope of eternal life, which God, that God cannot lie, promised before the world began. Verse 3. But hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. Amen. Let's first address this word servant, and then we'll go on to of God. Then after that, we'll see how the Holy Ghost unfolds this mystery. Servant, S-E-R-V-A-N-T, servant, S-E-R-V-A-N-T, servant. It means, according to our Webster's 1828 Dictionary, Servant. It comes from a Latin word which means to serve on. Servo, s e r v o, servo, servo. is to keep or hold properly. One that waits, that is stops, holds, attends, or one that is bound. Uh, the, there's many many uh, variations. So I'm just going to read the first one of the many variations of the word in uh, the dictionary here. Just number one. So number one is a person male or female, that attends another for the purpose of performing menial offices for him of who is employed by another for such offices or for other labor as is subject to his command. The word is correlative to master. Servant differs from slave. As the servant's subjection to a master Is voluntary. The slave's is not. Every slave is a servant, but every servant is not a slave. That's interesting, isn't it? Don't you find that fascinating? Uh, A little sidebar. I looked before I did this show, there are several different modern versions that don't use the word servant, they actually replace it with the word slave. And I couldn't find it right off the bat, so I just wanted to stay in my letter. But just be alert that modern versions do change a significant amount of the Word of God. And uh, I read several of their prefaces prefaces before, you know, the preface. And uh, one of the prefaces that I read in one of the uh, modern versions stated that there is no perfect Word of God. Nobody really knows what it really is is exactly, so this is our best guess. <laughs> it's kind of what it says. It's not exactly like that, but you can kind of read between the lines, and they do say uh, there's no perfect translation of the Word of God. That is, to me, uh, something that should never be said in the Word of God. But I could agree with them and concur with them that the particular Bible that that preface note is in is imperfect in every sense of the word. But alas, the King James does not have anything goofy like that. It simply says, this is the Word of God. So on to my text here, uh, we're talking about servant. So to gather a better or more in-depth understanding of the word servant, let's look at the first mention of servant in the King James Bible. And I'm going to take one more sidebar here. Uh, that's one of the benefits of my shows. I get to add a little bit that I just didn't want to add into the letter. Um, when you look for words in the King James and you're looking for the what it means, there's a phrase called... Law of first mention or the first mention defines the word. There's several different phraseologies about how to find a definition of, the word, of a word in the King James. So the, the best way to do that is to look up in a concordance, a complete concordance. I have an app on my phone, the Alexander Scorby uh, you Bible app. That uh, does a very fine job, and I just type in the word that I need, and it tells me all the different verses that have that word or uh, those letters in that word. And so the first time the word servant is used in the King James is Genesis 9.25, and I'll read it to you. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants, Shall shall he be unto his brethren. The second time it's mentioned is just right after that, it's Genesis nine twenty six, and he said, "Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant." Wow. Um, let me just continue reading on the script here. The letter. This doesn't say a lot about the meaning of servant, but I found it interesting that when you read the context here, it provides an interesting look at this word servant. Let me say that one of the many reasons for our Sunday prayer letters is to exhort you to dig into the Word of Truth and search the Scriptures diligently on your own accord with the Holy Ghost as your teacher. I'm not your teacher. I am, however, a servant of God, and therefore an edifier, an exhorter, and a comforter, per the Spirit of God. Always look into the pure word of God for yourself and dig for that gold that you can own for yourself and not be a borrower, but rather a lender. As I am doing right now, yes, I am lending you the gold. And therefore, because I have found or been given this gold or pearl or silver or other precious stones, I can lend them out. I can collect interest for the word of God. This is why good ministers of God, good servants of God, do all they can to get every believer to get into the Word of God for themselves. Here is where a true servant will begin to be born. Amen? (laughs) Amen. I hope you heard that because it's so important to get into the Word of God on your own and not listen to me or anyone else. All too often... This is another sidebar. (laughs) All too often we just we just have to go search out some man, some woman that will teach us the word of God. And we just simply will not go to the Bible and ask God to teach us the Word of God. I don't I just can't figure out why. I, I just, you know, I mean, I praise God that the Holy Spirit has taught me the Word of God from day one. I've never gone to man to figure out what the Word of God said. Uh, I have used men's teaching, but I was using men's teaching because the Holy Ghost sent me there, <laughs> if you understand what I mean. I didn't go there on my own accord, wondering what God was trying to say through that man or woman. I went to there because the Holy Ghost said, go there, I'm going to show you something, and he showed it to me, and then he brought me back to the Word of God. And I've been extremely blessed to have been in the Word of God for 47 years, and It has been a a tremendous, tremendous blessing. For some reason, I have just such a clear understanding of the Word of God. Uh, I do suffer, though. Give me a little weak link. I do suffer from trying to get the Word out of me correctly. It's in me correctly, but sometimes I suffer getting it out of me correctly. But it does come out. It does come out. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So here is the first mention of servant in the New Testament, Matthew 8, 5, and 6. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. The very last mention of servant is in context of fellow servant. So that's the last mention of the word servant in the Bible and in this context, the New Testament. So that's in Revelation twenty-two nine. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and thy brother, and the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. Wow, that was an angel talking, obviously. <laughs> See, angels are servants too, just like us. We're all servants of God. Isn't, and it's, oh, I could just go on and on. I don't want to go on. I want to stay on my letter here. Oh, my goodness. Hang on, everybody. We just... Uh, well, we had a huge glitch in our recording software. I am using a brand new... Uh, a brand new software here. Actually, it's not a new software. It's my uh, new MacBook, and uh, they just decided they wanted to uh, shut me down. <laughs> uh, goodness gracious! So that's what uh, life on the street is. I don't. Re- I don't edit these shows. I just let you know whatever comes out comes out. I. I am not skilled in editing this software or editing these shows, but uh, I will. I guess someday learn. Um, uh, but I am definitely struggling. I, last Friday, our, our software decided to, uh, completely disintegrate. And I lost a lot of material, but, uh, most of it was all backed up except for the last couple months. So life goes on, right? So let's get back into our show. Uh, we lost about a minute or two there. It looks like hopefully we won't lose any more. So moving on to the letter, uh, no, we're going to, um, uh, let me back up a little bit. Sorry, got a little confused there. A lot of frustrated, little frustrated there. In fact, let me have some tea. I'm bringing some green tea, Trader Joe's green tea tonight. Hmm. I don't know what it is about tea, but it sure <laughs> quiets my nerves. Okay, so from here, I can see that providing a clear understanding of servant is not going to be easy. <laughs> I, I guess you could just witness that huh? right there on the show. You can see it's not going to be easy. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to leave this part for you to dig deeper into the Word of God. If this is something you desire to do, I've already locked, looked at about 50 different verses with the word servant, and it's quite amazing, quite amazing for sure, no doubt about that. You know, moving on to the title of our letter, A Servant of God, and simply the text of our letters, Titus 1, 1, 2, and 3. Titus 1, a Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness. Here I sit, looking at the words, A Servant of God, and I'm mesmerized by these few words. Just think of these things. A servant of God. Meditate on the word of truth. Ponder them in your heart. Yeah, ponder the words, a servant of God. A servant of God. You are a servant of God. A servant of God. Four words. Four little words. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And these few words, just think on these things again. Meditate on the word of truth. Ponder them in your heart. When you take the time to lift these little words, a servant of God, up to God in prayer and in the Holy Ghost, you may see things that I see that bring me to my knees in worship of God. That's what, you know, there's another, we'll go off tangent here in just a moment. That was happened this morning, you know, On the Sabbath, I don't go out and minister. I don't go anywhere. My phone is off all day. I just spend time solely with God. And it's just such a restful, peaceful time to be in rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the first thing I did this morning, I picked up the Bible and says, you know, on these days, I just go where the Holy Ghost wants me in the Word of God. And that's uh, so. I immediately turned to Titus, which is I've been in all week long. Those three chapters, three chapters of Titus, I've been in them since last uh, last Sunday morning. And uh, and so I again, I asked this morning, I said, where, do you, wh- "Where would you like me to go to?" And immediately uh, Titus. And the moment I picked up the word and I read a servant, I I stopped right there, and I just wanted to start crying because I thought, how could I? John Shuck be called a servant of God. It it just seems like such a, I don't know, just such a statement, a servant of God. It kind of puts your brain into the right thinking. It kind of puts your brain focused on Jesus. Because if you're not thinking of Jesus, you can't say that I'm a servant of God. You just can't. If you're thinking about the world and thinking about your vacation and your holidays and your business and your job and your career and your boyfriend and your girlfriend and your guys next door, or your ski trip or whatever you're doing, your <laughs> flight to Hawaii, I mean, if you're thinking about those things, it might be somewhat difficult, if impossible, to say, I am a servant of God. But when you're thinking about Jesus and you've got Jesus on your mind, and you've got the thoughts of God, it seems like it's really simple then to say, a servant of God, a servant of God. Anyways, that's a little sidebar there. It's not in my letter. So when you take time to lift these little words, a servant of God, up to God in prayer and in the Holy Ghost, you may see things that I see that bring me to my knees in worship of God. It's best when you keep all these things in your heart. Allow the Spirit to move on your spirit when the time comes for you to serve. If we don't spend or invest or give the time needed in God's Word, then when the Spirit moves us to minister, could there not be the right word to minister? I'm not sure. According to Scripture, the Holy Ghost will fill our mouth when we need to minister. And when we look at other scriptures that tell us to meditate, such as when Isaac went out to meditate in the field at evening time, or when Joshua was told by God to meditate therein day and night, plus when David says, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, then again and again God is telling his servants to meditate in the word of God, like here where Timothy is told to meditate upon these things, Give thyself wholly to them. That thy profiting may appear to all. Man, God's Word. Fascinating, isn't it? I suppose that I can go on and on about the need to know and meditate in the Word of faith. However, this letter must end. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, one more time, uh, let's simply and slowly. Reread these key scriptures and allow the Holy Spirit of God to teach you what you need for your own life and ministry. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, Promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God, our Savior. As I uh, just placed these three scriptures here, I could feel my spirit rise within me to desire to begin preaching. (laughs) Isn't that amazing how the Spirit of the Lord moves? So, Sunday and through this week, we'll be able to preach on these scriptures and see what the Holy Ghost will say by using these three little peculiar pieces of Holy Scripture. Amen. My friend, I pray that this odd letter ministered in some way to you. Oftentimes, I sense a little bewildered at how the Spirit moves and provides teaching on things that are still difficult for me to write on, and even to preach from. This is the big reason why we must always be led by the Spirit and not by the flesh. I sure hope that makes sense. Amen. God bless you, my friend. It's, that's what it's signed. It says, God bless you. J.C. is the initials, and right below my initials, I have three scriptures. Second Peter one twenty one, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Mark twelve thirty six. For David himself said by the Holy Ghost, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand, on my right hand, till I make thine enemies thy footstool. Hebrews 3, 7 and 8. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, Today, if ye will hear his voice. Harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Amen and amen. There you go, folks. This is my Sunday prayer letter. It's written Saturday, March 20th, 2021 at 5.33 p.m. in Boulder, Colorado. It's written by John Shuck, street preacher, church builder, founding pastor, and missionary. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray that the Lord will keep you in his way.